Tyler, slowly trying to escape a man telling me rock facts dennering. I'm Connery. He's got that really young, bald look. Handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at that part quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the franchise. I almost said this is the podcast. <laughs> The only this is one. the only one that anyone's ever heard and knows about. Mm-hmm. This is a franchise, a podcast where friends get together to talk about movies. Today we're talking about The Trip, the uh, British film BBC series about Turned comedy stuff. <laughs> it's about two comedians going around in place to, from a different coastal area to coastal area eating delicious Michelin star restaurant food. Something I wish my life could be. Yeah, here... <clears throat> One sec. Just pretend like you haven't heard this joke already. Yep. And this is the franchise, a podcast where friends get together to talk about movies and loudly eat cannolis on mic instead of eating Michelin star meals. Right, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you've noticed Connor's lack for enthusiasm, it's because right before this, which he cut, I said, hey, make sure you didn't hear this before because we had some slight technical issues, so we had to do it again. I, I was pretty calm. I, what? I thought, I thought it was pretty authentic with my laugh. All right, well, let's dissect this. <laughs> let's both, re- I was about to say, let's both reveal the sausage, but I meant Ugh. like reveal how the sausage is made. made. I, I, th- I thought, I think we're just being remarkably on brand with this whole uh, movie series. Truly, yeah. We're, yeah. we're uh, I was going to say second rate, Steve Coogan's and Rob Brydon's, but yeah. at least I could say for myself, I'm like a... I don't know, a D minus, minus grade, I one of I, them. <laughs> I think you're being too poor. You're being too hard on yourself. Well, we did uh, just try to do a bunch of Michael Caine accents. and Well, yours were, yours, yours were better. Well, yours were pretty good, too. We can do them again if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, let's go. Okay. Mm. Oh, what is it? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm trying to be the line that Alfred says. I'll, I'll just say I like, like to eat bananas. <laughs> Oi, Batman, I like to eat banana. That's a line, right? That's a line he says when he stuffs a banana down his throat, eats it whole. (laughs) Feel and all. Feel and all. I can't bury another Batman. Batman. I've already buried 14 Batmans. She was only 14 years old. She was only 14 Batmans old. (laughs) 14 Batmans old. I've killed 13 Robins in your service, Mr. Wayne. Do you know, uh, so Michael Caine won an Oscar for, I can't remember what, Cider House <laughs> Rules or something like that? That sounds right. Uh, and he wasn't there. Does that make sense? That doesn't make sense for timing. He got an Oscar for something, and he didn't go to the Oscars because he was... Uh, Angry. Tired. No, these are two separate old. stories. I've completely ruined it. <laughs> <clears throat> but basically, they asked... Maybe he got the Oscar. He was there. Mm-hmm. And then he said mentioned something about Jaws 4. And he's like, that was for my summer house. That was for my summer house. But anyways, we will cover Jaws at some point. Absolutely. I, I like that franchise a lot. Even mm-hmm. Jaws 4. <laughs> Even Jaws 4. it gets 4. really weird. <laughs> but uh, and we're not talking about uh, sharks today. No. We're talking about food. And men. <laughs> uh, anything more generic we could say? Um, food and men. And comedy. Travel. And... Uh, who gets the better room? <laughs> Who gets the better room? There it is. We're talking about the trip. The trip <laughs> We are talking about the trip. Did we say that yet? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. We're talking about the trip with Steve Coogan, Rob Bryden. Uh, 
Today, we're covering the trip and the trip to Italy. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're covering the trip to Spain and the trip to Greece. Yeah. We are doing two per episode because, uh, I don't know, maybe I was a little worried that just doing one each would be a little thin. And maybe for people who haven't seen any of these movies, it'd be like four weeks, a whole month devoted <laughs> to the trip. <laughs> yeah, I feel, you know, if you haven't seen these movies, they're all on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like basically cut downs from the BBC series that was like, I don't know, like four or five uh hours yeah something like that like four or five hours long Mm -hmm. per per location wow so yeah i watched the first one like years ago Mm -hmm. and i don't think i watched any of the sequels so i'm glad that we uh i'm glad that we came back to them it's the super creatine creeping up on yeah uh (laughs) my voice is like getting weird i got an energy drink before this because i don't know i was working yesterday and like woke up this morning i was like i'm tired my body hurts so (laughs) i stopped at 7-eleven and uh, got a bang energy drink. What's and the name? We have <laughs> we haven't done this segment in a little while, <laughs> but we're gonna do it again. Somebody please sponsor us. That's the name of the segment. Need yeah. to ask Nick to do a little ditty for that. Somebody please sponsor us. Please, please. <laughs> I like the bang at the end. <laughs> please. Extreme desperation. We need to make ten cents per episode. Oh please. Um, I got a bang energy drink. This one is called Radical Skedaddle. <laughs> and that doesn't even like rhyme. It like kind of works. Vaguely, but it's Radical. spelled skadaddle. It's like if it was Radaddle Skedaddle. Radical Skedaddle. Radical Skadigal. Even that. Ew, never mind. Radical Skadigal. That's gross. Yeah, um, but sk- Skedaddle in here spelled S K A D A T T L E. And we both had the immediate thought of like ska. Yeah. So. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe you can do this on like, like a bang energy drink and put ska music on it for like our TikTok or Instagram as a thing. Maybe this is like the official drink of Suburban Legends. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or real big, real bang fish. Real bang for your buck. Aqua bang. Aqua bang. Trying to name any other ska bands. Uh, RX bang dits. What's the, oh, you already said aqua, aqua bangs. <laughs> what's, what's the one where I was like. Come on, Connor, you love ska. I love ska. <laughs> Uh, what's the one where it's like, that's the impression that I get? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I don't know. Jimmy Eat Bang. Jimmy, Jimmy Eat Bang. <laughs> I think that's, I think I've tapped out there. Yeah, okay. I think we're done. That's good. Bang, eight, bang 182. <laughs> They're not ska, though. That's still good, though. Uh, <clears throat> so, yes, it's slowly, I think. 130 seconds to bang? 130 uh, seconds? 140 <laughs> seconds? What was it? 30 seconds to Mars? 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> Wow, you just knocked everything over. <laughs> Dang it. Now I'm sec- double questioning, double, double, double negativing. <laughs> I was questioning myself that it was called 30 Seconds to Mars. It is called 30 Seconds to Mars. Right. 30 Seconds to Bang. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, this drink is disintegrating the inside of my mouth right now. Mm. So. It's going to give you that tone, that lovely <clears throat> vocal twang, though. Mm. Yeah, it tastes like Nerd's Rope. Mm-hmm. Which isn't the worst thing. It's better than like no. onion water. Yeah, I used to have Nerd's Rope a lot when I went to theaters. Usually my unsupervised trips to the theaters, I would get Nerd's Rope for myself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just like, whenever you say something, I just immediately resort to like Catholic jokes for some reason. <laughs> Even though it's not like... It's not a big part of who I am yeah, at it's, all. It's not really, yeah. I don't know why. What what was the Catholic joke you wanted to make about my unsupervised nerd nerd rope? When you went to go see movies on your own, you would just self-flagellate with nerds rope. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the Da Vinci Code and was inspired. <laughs> you 
stuck in the Da Vinci Code on your own. <laughs> You're not even like that Catholic, but for some no. reason I have to bring it up. <laughs> I still like it. That's why it's so I can't enjoy this candy. <laughs> That's pretty great. We need fan art. <laughs> yeah, somebody draw that. <laughs> Me so flagellating myself with Nerds Row. <laughs> somebody please draw that, Marn Ganey. And somebody please sponsor us at Bang. If that didn't convince you, I don't know what <laughs> Um, But here we are, attempting our own comedy. Yeah. When we are here to discuss other, comedi- other comedians. Real yeah. comedians? I don't know. Tyler, we've done 60, 66, 67... Yeah. It's official. I make memes now. You make memes now. I edit this pod, pod, podcast. Podcast. Why not? Why not? Why don't we just make the foray into saying we're comedians? Can you imagine? Will we change pretty dramatically? Yeah, I'd get really uh, full of myself. and mm. I feel like I'll tor- continue to torpedo any future relationships I'm ever in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll continue to believe that I can grow a mustache. So it'll just get progressively worse. So much rampant self-confidence. <laughs> rampant, rampant self-confidence, but so much self-hatred. <laughs> That's what the super creatine does to you. <laughs> Which is a main ingredient in, in Bang, Radical Skedaddle. Go check it out at your local 7-Eleven, everybody. That can't be good. I just feel like that can't be good. How do we get into this uh, this movie? Oh, I know how to get into it. Sure. By not getting into it. Because Ooh. first we have to do our usual segment of, What is new? Tyler, what's new with you? How about you start this time? Oh, no. I'm not prepared. <laughs> um, hmm. I watched... What did I watch? <laughs> Drag Me to Hell. Oh, nice. So that's Sam Raimi horror movie from mm-hmm. like 2009. Have you ever seen it? I started watching it. I saw you watched it, and I remembered us talking about watching it when Joe was hanging out with us after Godfather. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I really wanted to watch it, because I was like, that sounds better than watching Star Trek. <laughs> but Yeah, we watched Star Trek uh, Beyond instead, yeah. which we'll cover on this podcast yeah. one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not quite as good as I remember. But. Yeah, but I watched I watched like the beginning part of it, I think. And I got up to the point where she definitely has the curse in her and like the fly goes in and out of her nose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of just like gross out stuff in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I was like, ew. <laughs> I think it's rated PG-13. I don't think it's R, but it's really like, it's great because I haven't seen a good like just gross out horror movie in a mm-hmm. long time. It reminds me of like early Peter Jackson and, you know, I guess early Sam Raimi. Like <laughs> <clears throat> he would do, you know, he went on to do Spider-Man and... Mm-hmm. What did he do right after that? I think this movie, yeah. This was right after mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And then he did the Oz the Great and Powerful and then, like, hasn't done anything. No, he's until... doing a Doctor Strange. Yeah. So this is, like, a really nice refresher for me. I'm like, oh, I just miss horror movies like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely, it felt really interesting. I, he likes his pretty women, too, because they're just everywhere. And this are the extras. They're the main actors. They're everywhere. Like, like in Spider-Man. Like Octavia Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> she's in the background of like two shots in this movie it's really weird because it's like the year before she was in the help i think that's so fun and that's when she like blew up uh, that's so as, cool like, isn't she in everything. something else too she's like a bank teller in something i was like oh it's like david spencer sweet she might be in spider-man 2 yeah in the bank she's definitely the uh wrestling entry yes person. that's what i'm thinking of. yes <laughs> in in spider-man 1 mm-hmm. so that's pretty great yeah he was like i recognize you straight up <laughs> Yeah, she just pops up and stuff. I watched SWAT not too long ago, mm. uh, the movie, just because, I don't know, I hadn't seen it in like a decade and a half. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Octavia Spencer has a bit part in this. Nice. Nice. So. But what did you think of uh, Drag Me to Hell? Yeah, I really I really liked it. I would say four and a half out of five. Mm. 
So, I mean, some, you know, I get it. If it's somewhere in between, like, I think it's a solid movie at the very least. But I just had an extra good time because there was just a lot of, like, um, not just because there's practical effects, because, like, but it did feel, I don't know, like a lot of the horror and stuff. There's, like, a lot of jump cuts or uh, jump scares and everything, yeah. too, which normally is kind of cheesy, but it's just this, like, kind of goofy horror mm-hmm. in this way. And I just, I guess I miss goofy horror. And, you know, yeah, like, like when she has a whole fight with the old lady in her car, it feels very <laughs> evil dead yeah. and very just crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. But still feels more grounded than, uh, well, I guess the first Evil Dead is less bonkers but still pretty bonkers it's still pretty bonkers though yeah the fact that the demons all talk and i like just laugh all the time is really what makes me think they're pretty zany guys yeah so hey if you like uh evil dead spider-man dark man and you haven't <laughs> dark re- man. what why are you laughing at dark man i love dark man <laughs> uh and you somehow haven't seen drag me to hell it's on where did i I thought I watched it on Hulu or something. Oh, it's on Peacock. Mm. It's on Peacock. Um, one of the weaker streaming apps, in my yeah. opinion. Did you have to have ads in that? Uh, I think just in the beginning. Mm, it's good. just more so like their interface is kind of like bonkers sometimes. Mm. But anyways. <laughs> anyways. What's new with you, Connor? What's new with me? Good question. It's been a bit of a busy week. I've been writing a lot for um, this new project I'm working on. My other two projects are finished with their like... Uh, pitch things was really exciting and uh what's something new in media though that i watched or played i you know what? I'll, ju- I'll just do this i was going to do this on our, our, this is one of those episodes where timelines out of order but i finished playing resident evil 8 Ooh. and it's probably the best b horror movie I've ever, I've ever played and mm, more than b movie more than b movie <laughs> <laughs> wait what do you mean b horror game b horror movie that you play yeah best okay. b horror movie i've ever played <laughs> What do you mean by that? Is it like pretty schlocky or just kind of silly or it's it's silly in like a really fun like scary way. I, a reviewer described like them like the bad guys and they're like four bad guys, four different areas you go through, and they describe them as like Batman esque rogues gallery. And I feel like that just kind of made me smile because you do meet them all in like the very opening of the game. They are very like prominently on display. You see like the big scary priest lady with black angel wings. You see the big tall vampire lady, the telekinetic man with a big hammer, creepy fish man, scary doll girl. And you're just like, I'm going to have to fight all these guys. (laughs) This is going to be so much fun. That's cool. Yeah, it was a blast. I I, I do like that a lot in games like Metal Gear Solid Mm 3, Snake Eater. It's like, I think you see the whole crew in the beginning. Yeah. And then they all splinter off and you have to fight them all one by one. Like that's like perfect game design. It really is. Because it works narratively. And I mean, I guess it's pretty obvious, mm. but it works narratively and it's just like a fun game mechanic. Mm. And it just, and everyone just splinters off and you just get really psyched about fighting each and every person and beating them. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is great. And I really had a good time. I think you're going to really love the game, Tyler, because I thought of you a couple times playing. I was like, Tyler's going to have a really fun time with this one because it's still a hundred percent Resident Evil where uh, I think they deviate a little bit in the seventh one to be more like slasher horror. And then the last Hmm. act of the game is more Resident Evil shooter stuff. Yeah. But this game is very strong, like Resident Evil 4 updated to be modern day Mm -hmm. with like a new cast of like really strong, crazy characters. Sweet. Yeah. Because I'm like slowly trying to beat all of them (laughs) over the past year until the new movie comes out in, I think, now November. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've played zero through six yeah minus the 33 remake mm-hmm. so that's next on my list and then uh code veronica i think it's called oh wow yeah which i never remade it's just like was on the playstation store mm. but i like to play like old looking games sometimes. yeah um 
that and then Resident Evil 7, then Resident Evil 8. So <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself, but I, uh, I guess I just, that's why we have this podcast too, because yep. I feel like I have to complete a franchise. <laughs> well, you'll probably know all the in-jokes then, because I feel like of the Resident Evil games I've played, I played Resident Evil 2, the remake, 3, the remake, and then I literally just played 7 and 8. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll have to, I, I should get to it soon, because uh, the other day, <laughs> Lily brought up the point that I have a tendency to just like not watch new things yeah until like until people don't talk about them anymore it's like some weird thing that i Mm -hmm. do just probably to avert like it's probably just an annoying habit that i have you know it's like like, to keep "Hmm." yourself from being in the circle of conversation i guess so just because no it's more so like just this like long running thing where it's like oh everyone's talking about this thing so i just get kind of exhausted about it Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'll just watch it later. But then by the time I get around to it, everyone's like, oh, yeah, The Invisible Man. That was good two yeah. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> or so. you, you, like, so you say you play a game, you're like, oh, my God, Corey, this, game's, this game's so good. I'm like, yeah, it was <laughs> yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> exactly. And then I just recede into, like, 90s action flicks instead. And like, <laughs> well, let me tell you about these because uh, you haven't seen this in 20 years. Have you seen this? It's bad. <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> Knock Off with JCVD and Rob Schneider? It's kind of fun sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's basically, I think, one of the newer things that I've been up to lately. Uh, I don't know. I This morning I woke up thinking about Invincible for some reason. And that's still lingering in my head. Where I'm like, I want season two to come out really bad. Have you watched that yet? Invincible. Invincible. No. It's a miracle. <laughs> it's a combination of it being new and it being a TV show. I'm just hard. Yeah. It's just harder for me to get into stuff. You have all these rules. You think I, they'll save you? <laughs> really? I don't know what they're saving me from. <laughs> they're just making me more uh, obscure in an annoying way. I watched Friday the 13th Part 7 the other day. Oh, well, that's fun. And that was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Jason fights... Like, it's the only one where, like, uh, Jason fights someone with powers also. Oh. She's, like, this telekinetic girl. It's basically, like, Jason versus Carrie. Nice. <laughs> and part, part the last third's really fun, at least. But we'll talk about it one day. <laughs> excited. I was going to say, Resident Evil 8 made me very excited for Resident Evil 9. Like, I am super-duper psyched for that. Like, the implication of what I feel like the game is saying with the ending is I'm like, good, let's do it, let's play. <laughs> Without getting uh, any spoilers at all, does it give you any kind of Van Helsing vibes? Tyler, the whole thing is Van Helsing vibes. Because <laughs> I know there's, like, werewolves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so is it, like... The Van, everything the Van Helsing movie could have been, kind of. A hundred percent. It's everything you wish Van Helsing was, this is. Okay, well, I, I wish you started with that, because now I need to play it right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, maybe after this we can play it, because I have it still downloaded and stuff. I was like, I'm, and I started like a fresh file, and apparently all your guns carry over. I was like, Tyler can just have fun uh, with like, the opening act or whatever. Yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll stay here for the next three days. <laughs> <laughs> and not sleep. And just, just. And it's really short, too. It's only 10 hours long. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of good. It's like always trying to like equal out between game time and like how much the game costs. Mm-hmm. But if a game is super long, sometimes I'm like, this is really fun, but I wish it was... Like, I still haven't you get beaten, exhausted. I haven't beaten uh, Alien Isolation yet, because mm-hmm. I keep thinking it's almost over, <laughs> and then it keeps going. I'm like, oh, I, I just kind of want to be done, but yeah. it just keeps getting spookier and spookier, so I haven't <laughs> finished it yet. But... I'll check back in when when we're done. Yeah. When I'm done with that. So, anyways, speaking of movie franchises. I was going to say, speaking of taking trips to foreign places, in Resident Evil, he he goes to Eastern Europe. Let's go to Northern England. (laughs) Yes, the Lake Country. And talk about 
actors in franchise. That's I'm not, it's not even it's not working. It's not happening. It's not worth it. So who's Steve Coogan and who's Rob Brydon? That's the question I was hoping you could help me answer because I was like, I feel like I have Rob Brydon energy, especially I feel like in their car rides. <laughs> because he would put on uh, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah, and, and the fact that he sings Winner Takes It All. Yeah, I there you go. That's point, more like it. He sings a lot in general. Mm-hmm. And he can also be kind of annoying, and I feel like I do have a bit of that energy. <laughs> yeah. I did. There's several points in this movie where I'm like, Rob Brydon is so funny. He's bringing like so much of the energy. Yeah. But I'm like, I did keep thinking about his wife, at least in the movie. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, she's got to really love him. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> it's like he does the voices so often. Mm-hmm. Like he does Al Pacino a lot. Yeah. And us having just covered Godfather, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not quite. I mean, that's not my place to. But it's just like his interpretation, his impression mm-hmm. of it, you know? But it's not like exactly Al Pacino. It's. He's really funny doing his version yeah, it's, of it. It's like it, near you know? Al Pacino. He has a decent Marlon Brando godfather. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, Steve Coogan just is constantly like saying, like, that's not what it sounds like. So <laughs> you have to do it like he's this. doing it anyways. But um, yeah, I guess, I mean, St- Steve Coogan like intentionally comes off more like kind of pretentious and the more famous one and everything. So that's like the running one. thing. So I don't think either of us is like that. No, famous, I think we're just like, we have our tanks are filled, not 50, 50, maybe of each, but yeah. Who, <laughs> which one of us asks, which room's bigger? Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that, that one's like, like that's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, which room I, is bigger? I'm taking that one. Yeah. I like, don't care as much. Yeah. Uh, but I do like, wait, isn't it, uh, it is, it is Coogan that puts on Joy Division in the beginning, right? Yeah, Steve Coogan puts on Joy Division in the yeah. beginning as, as they're riding through, like, the the moors, and he's like, I thought this would be a great soundtrack for our adventure. Yeah, that is, that is more me, and then Rob Brydon just like, well, this is the, what, the is that the second one or third one I, he puts on Al- Alanis? Alanis? Morris did? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the, when they're driving through Greece when he puts that on. It's that very kind of, like, intense, like, bleh. Well, we got it all mixed yeah, up. It's, it's fine. You know what? It, it did definitely blur together because I watched these, like, one i watched these literally two two one day and then two the literally the next day after yeah, i watched one and a half one day and then two and a half yeah Woo! so they all just kind of bled together exactly so sorry if you're listening to the same episode two weeks in a row everyone hey but at least we'll have a different guest yeah a different <laughs> guest as opposed to the one we have here but hasn't said a single word nobody but nobody son lady demitrescu <laughs> i can't get the mic that high sorry <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I the first thing I wrote down in this whole movie was I like this vibe so much because it it feeds my sideways love as well because it's just literally two friends dash acquaintances yeah. being forced to hang out with each other for an extended period of time. Absolutely. Yeah, um another round was in the suggestions because mm. this is on Hulu also and I was yep. like, yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> These yeah, are absolutely. all I I I guess I just really like middle-aged uh drinking movies. Yeah, about friends they're just like they're two it's either friends, close friends or work colleagues or people who like don't know each other that well being forced to become close eventually by the end of this trip yeah they definitely get closer Mm -hmm. they get closer every movie like i I, you know i know we can't talk about that yet dang it but (laughs) what uh it's not picking up it's fine cool (laughs) um yeah like the beginning of this uh steve coogan calls up rob bryden it's like hey i have to do this article um for the observer would you want to go with me and he just goes go with you not really (laughs) not really 
<laughs> and it's like such a great way to start because as you get through every single movie in this series, they just get closer in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Especially because the next one, Steve calls, uh, calls what's his name, Rob, <laughs> to be like, hey, do you want to do it again? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I got nothing <laughs> yeah. else to do. <laughs> There's a lot less uh, wind up each one. Yeah, but I I really like both of these guys a lot. It did make me think pretty often if if it was like kind of our trip through Europe if we just went to nicer restaurants instead of bars. Yeah, we were like the what's if what's we got, his name? I would definitely do that if I was paid to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like uh, like apparently they are in this. But although we were like of... the Guy Fieri of Northern Europe on on our trip. <laughs> Ooh, they really need our mark, both our mark of approval and Guy Fieri's mark of approval. <laughs> Um, but I mean, we went on a trip to Europe a couple mm-hmm. years ago yeah. and I was like taking photos for a company. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of similar to this it in was. some ways, but, uh, just not paid directly to eat the food, <laughs> Yeah, but especially still fun. Especially when I think in the fourth one, Rob gives the bill, he's like, it's $301. I was like, Ooh. yeah, euros or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was like a fan, but then again, they're eating like four courses pretty much too. Yeah. I think they're all Michelin star restaurants. I was trying mm-hmm. to look up a whole list of like. Each restaurant, I could kind of find him at least from the first movie. Yeah, but it came to kind of like I would have to go down some like deep Reddit holes to go look at every restaurant and then what plates they were eating. Wow, and stuff. But it's just like I couldn't really find that as well. I was curious. I was like, if we did this, if we someday replicate our the trip and do like a franchise podcast extravaganza through wherever, <laughs> just recording in restaurants with all this clanging and everything. And <laughs> I think that'd be pretty funny. We literally just set like one of our phones in the middle of the table and just go. Just set it in your pocket. Just like, <laughs> the food is delicious. Anyway, I love Stubushami and But yeah, it, it just made me maybe be like, like eh, that might be a that might that be a fun thing to do. And uh, I'd say I wouldn't mind doing it, <laughs> especially if we're paid to do it. Yeah, something I just uh, really I miss without realizing it is just so much like wordplay mm-hmm. humor in comedy. Like I just I really enjoy that. Yes, yeah, same. And I just haven't really seen movies or just experienced that personally in like a while. Mm-hmm. So it's just always really funny to turns a phrase and everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like they're just talking about they have to have one bedroom or whatever at first or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what does he say? Like, uh, I remember Rob sets it up by being like, "What do you think's the what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, what do you think is going to happen if we share a bed?" Oh yeah, and then he goes, "You might touch my bottom." <laughs> you might touch. My and he's like, "Were you an altar boy?" And he's like, "Yes." He's like, "Oh wait, seriously? <laughs> like, yeah. did did a priest like ever lay hands on you?" And he's just like, "No, not or did he ever like abuse you like, or something?" Sexually? He's like, "No, just verbally and punch me." <laughs> punch me. <laughs> You were punched by a priest. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're they're really they're a good they're a good pair. <laughs> Gravity, where do you stand on that? <laughs> Firmly. Firmly. I'm trying to look up some of the lines I could I could do from this. Right, we're just repeating the words of funnier yeah, people. Yeah, the, the words of that's what this episode's gonna be. Men. That's like what when we did with the first episode of uh what's it called uh airplane not airplane um oh naked gun yeah naked gun well I mean what are you gonna do with the first naked gun yeah it's uh it's immaculate it is like we literally just quoted that the entire movie back to each other <laughs> plus had some fun facts from Joseph about police uh, baseball <laughs> baseball and um from Police Squad mm. and the files of Police Squad right so go check out that episode everybody. <laughs> It's solid. Oh, they do Sean Connery impressions. <laughs> That's always good. Hugh yeah. Grant. Hugh Grant. So they, do, they, I like that one bit a lot. They do like the, 
no, Mr. Bond. Not as <laughs> I expect you. It's not I expect you to die. It's like, come, come, Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> you like so and so as much as I do. Yeah, you, you like, like killing. You enjoy killing as much as I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come, come, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. They just did that for like 15 minutes going, come, come, Mr. Bond. Come, come, Mr. Bond. It's like they're, when uh, Rob Brydon's talking to his wife on the uh, on the phone, mm-hmm. he just says, speaking of boiled eggs, I'm not wearing any pajama bottoms. Right. I'm just like, oh, gross. So gross. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> like, just telling your wife that, dude. It's just like, is that sexy to anybody? I think that's the point. <laughs> <It's> the <opposite. laughs> <It's sexy. laughs> and I think, don't think he's, he thinks he's actually not wearing pant, pant, pant bottoms either. So he's just like wearing pants. And we're like, I don't know. Is he talking about, he's talking about some course there. It cooks in its own juices and everything. He's <laughs> yeah. just like, <laughs> could you imagine being cooked in your own juice? I don't even think I'd have enough juice to squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> to squeeze. It keeps on being an ongoing thing with Steve and his like uh, young, young girlfriend who like isn't his girlfriend anymore. Yeah, who's uh, she was supposed to go on the trip with him, and yeah. she's she's like a uh, is she like a food critic or something like that? She's something yeah. food related. She's she picked out the restaurants, I think. Yeah, originally, he, I think she's just a kind of a foodie. I think is what he said, but she does something. She might be an actress or. She has a very nice house. Um, yeah, she's like in L.A. or something. Yeah, right? she's in L.A. and he's over in the U.K. And he's like, yo, how are you? And she's like, oh, we're done. I don't know. And then he's like, all right. Yeah, it, it's, it very much is. All right, I'll call you later. He keeps like screwing up and like saying something mean to her. Being like, does he fancy you? Oh, she, she's, she's a writer because she meets a publisher. Right. Yeah, and then she goes to... A party in mm-hmm. this one or the trip to Italy, one of those ones. It, I think it's this one where yeah. she goes to a party and then he says, "Oh, does does he fancy you?" And she's like, "I hate when you do this. Like, don't don't talk to me." <laughs> yeah, and he oh. he he's the one that like slept with somebody. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like they're on a break so. and he keeps like banging every waitress or like hostess he sees. Did you say bang? I said bang. The sponsor of the Speaking day. Speaking which, bang energy drinks. Skedaddle on over. <laughs> he skedaddles radically all over northern yeah. England. He does. I was like, wow. There was a part in the second that made me really upset where Rob cheats on his wife, which is a bit of a bummer. I'm not sure if we're allowed to skip skip around. But no, yeah, definitely. That's fine. It's on the same episode. Um, different movie. Different trip movie. to Italy. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I was kind of expecting there to be some sort of follow-up in the third one. But spoilers, there's nothing at all. No, he so. has no consequences for doing that, which I was like, wow. But I mean, I just, I only am fine with it or whatever because it's like these the series slash series of movies mm-hmm. <laughs> when they cut it down it's like half real half narrative yeah so it's like okay well that's like the narrative segment and then like the fact that they don't have to come back to it mm-hmm. uh makes it like just more light and breezy yeah and, it's like, almost like he wanted to be have a little more like character conflict like steve coogan's character has throughout this entire show he has a lot of character conflict within himself of like choosing who he wants to be with he has a divorced wife he wants to be a bigger actor than he, he is no matter what he seems to be just deeply unsatisfied with whatever he's currently doing yeah and i think rob is just very like stable and calm the entire movie or not calm per se but like he just has a very stable life mm-hmm. and i think maybe for the second movie, he was like well i want a little like action maybe i could like cheat on my wife and then they're like no that didn't sit well <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna visit that don't again do that yeah yeah it's it feels more like a tv show in that way where it's mm-hmm. just like oh let's just forget that exactly uh especially like segmented series kind of show mm-hmm. but uh because uh, i didn't like that at all i was like i don't like this no no yeah well it's like 
yeah, it's like you can't have too much narrative propulsion in this mm-hmm. because it's like ultimately at the end of the day, it's about especially by the latter two, it's even more sidewaysy and yes. about just like being middle aged and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, especially like the first two are a little bit more light and breezy. I exactly. Think. Yeah. Yeah. But, the first two are definitely chill rides compared to three and four. <laughs> but uh, let me ask you this. Uh, much like my nickname for this episode, what would you do in a situation where, um, well, I like, first of all, I like the buildup of yeah. that, of just him trying to tell Rob Brighton all these facts about rocks and stuff. Right. Yeah. He's like, can you just stop? Like, I'm just trying to be in yeah, nature. I'm just trying to like, like look around just, please, and be here. Please stop. And then like tw- 10 minutes later in the film or whatever, he's like, uh, Coogan, Steve Coogan's looking up on this like cliff face, a stark click. Yeah. Like, I'll be rocks. back in two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two hours <laughs> and then this guy this older guy just comes up and just like says one rock fact or whatever because mm-hmm. steve coon's like hey and like yeah. that's it and then the guy just like, continuously it's like slowly but surely and then eventually more quickly telling him rock facts <laughs> as steve coogan's trying to get away yeah, he's, he's like trying to hold his attention awesome. telling him about like the formation of the hills and everything yep what would you do in this situation Connie? i would First off, especially after, like, if you were one of my friends on the trailer that told me, literally shut up <laughs> about, like, rock facts for a little bit. You would be gone for two hours? I, I wouldn't be gone for two hours. I probably would just be very quiet and maybe be a little bit like, I'm just trying to help and, like, talk about rock facts. I thought you'd enjoy it, but... I just put on my headphones. <laughs> That's so you. You just would, like, put on your head and I look over at you and I'm like, oh, you're not listening anymore. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Did you say something? <laughs> I'd be like, nope, nothing. Hear that? I'd be like, "Well, these rocks." And you'd be like, "What?" But anyway, I I feel like I would first of all say this is my comeuppance for <laughs> for doing this. It's some sort of divine punishment. I deserve this. Yeah, pull I, out your nerds rope. If I pull out my nerds rope, start whipping. <laughs> it's so horrible. <laughs> I'm so glad you thought of that. Thank you. <laughs> Terrifying. Even though it doesn't really even fit, but it's fine. <laughs> Just it's so sticky, horrible. <laughs> but I'd, I'd probably eventually do the same thing. I'd try t- my best to just politely walk away from this man. Before. I mean, it's basically what he does. Yeah. He tries to get out of it. And he's like, all right, all right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, thank just you. All right, all right, bye. Because I don't know, or I don't know, the best I walk off the edge of the cliff and see what he does. <laughs> <laughs> just parachute off. Just parachute off. Be like, all right, I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> It's one of those situations where I think definitely like my my dad is just like a very like polite person. Mm-hmm. And if somebody was talking to him about rock facts for a long time, he <laughs> would just stand there and politely wait for the man to leave. And then he never would. <laughs> you just stand there and take being told. Yeah. Rock facts. And then he would talk about it later. and be like, oh, man, that guy just wouldn't leave me alone. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And like in my case, well, actually, this is a good little good uh, aside. Yeah. I forget the uh, synonym I was looking for. But anyways, uh me to use the most improper english me <laughs> me lily Alyssa, and turin went yeah. to disneyland like, i don't know a couple years ago Fun. um um and we went through the what's it called the grand californian or whatever like the soaring over california the california hotel california adventure like oh. you, you can enter the park that way right right and we got stopped in the lobby by someone like being like, hey, we can give you all these free fast pass tickets and everything oh, like wow. that. He was like slowly talking about stuff and just like it took a very long time for mm. him to explain. And it's like, okay, like what's up? He's like, oh, you just have to go to this meeting for this timeshare <sighs> that takes two hours, but you'll get all these fast passes. And no. the second he said that, I just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, nope, thank you. No. And then Lily and Alyssa were just still stuck there. And then they and then 
they came out and Lily's like, why did you just run away? I'm like, why didn't you guys? Why didn't you follow me? You don't owe that man anything. Like, I feel bad that this is job, but like, we're at Disneyland. I don't got to do that. You know? a, fun, a funny Disneyland story I had of a person I didn't really want to talk to who was staff was this one time I was, I was in line and I wore my Batman shirt because I'm very defiant when I go to Disneyland and I chose to wear, wear a... Oh, you're so edgy. I know. You should have worn a Joker shirt. I Right? <laughs> It's just a society on it, written in blood. <laughs> but no, so I, I wore a Batman shirt because I thought I was being cheeky. But this one guy, there was like one of the security guys who's going through my bag. He stops going through my bag, looks at me, and he goes, Batman's on a Disney property. And I go, I, I, I know, I'm just, I'm just being silly. And he goes, Darth Vader could beat Batman. <laughs> and I go... That's really annoying. I know, I was like, okay, um, no, but... Can we can we move along? And he was just like, no, he could. He chop his he chop his head off with a, with a lightsaber. And I was like, okay. Um, this is when you yes and Connor. I, I know. I didn't want to get a full and stupid nerd debate with this guy. Where my little answer was eventually, I'm like, well, he just throw an EMP at him. Like that's Batman's whole thing. And then Vader would suffocate to death and die. Like he needs a suit to live. And then you're like. No, he throws his lightsaber. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Can you just please? And then the security guard got mad and snuck a gun into your bag. And <laughs> you went to Disney jail. <laughs> I went to Disney jail. Anyway, I had to wear the Mickey Mouse dunce cap for three hours. <laughs> Wait, really? No. Oh, okay, I, I, I didn't know if it actually escalated to the point <laughs> where I where got had... taken away to Disney jail. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what happened. My father, for some reason, got had to get escorted out of Disneyland, but I forget why. That's cool. He was dancing too good. He was dancing too hard and too fast. Because <laughs> uh, both of your parents were dancers, right? That's at correct. Disneyland? Mm-hmm. Nice. And my dad worked at the Golden Horseshoe. I forgot Ooh. what my mom did, but yeah, him and our and Carlin Castellano, her mom and dad, all, they all danced at the Golden Golden Horseshoe and a few other shows. That's cool. Yeah, I like that place. It's yeah. a cool place to just like hang out mm-hmm. when you want to just like get out of the sun or yeah. Just, uh, I don't know if you've been to Disneyland that much. It's like, let me try this place. They got ice cream. Yeah, it's a very chill place. They have great ice cream. And that's the end of our episode. That's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Franchise. That was the trip. Mostly, we just rambled about nothing. <laughs> much Gold, like the trip itself. Golden Horseshoe Ice Cream, please sponsor us. Yes, why not? Let's get a Disney sponsorship. Could you imagine? Wow. Yeah, that'll definitely happen. <laughs> uh, would you like to see the uh, mashup of Olivia Newton-John and Samuel Taylor Coleridge's Xanadu? Yeah. Or just uh, even Citizen Kane and, and Olivia Newton-John. Just all roller skates. Yeah, like who wouldn't? Uh, Citizen Kane on, in roller skates just sounds great in general. There's just Mank in the background, <laughs> roller skating. Just... <laughs> goes Rosebud. Xanadu! Rosebud. And they finally find out it was his uh, roller skates. <laughs> on the subject of singing, I really enjoyed when they were singing The Winner Takes It All so much. Because I was like, this is great. This is exact. This is just awesome right now. Just singing ABBA. They sing ABBA. I guess it's a later one where they sing Greece. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, because they're in, in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, Greece. And you, know, you just sing Greece because we're in Greece. Yes. <laughs> the whole like 300 type thing where it's just like, gentlemen to bed, where we rise at 930-ish. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so good. But so would you like to get a run in? <laughs> Anyways, where's the battle? <laughs> where's the battle? <laughs> Gentlemen, to bed before we rise and have breakfast. I think it was a... Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, it is a continental breakfast. <laughs> it is a continental so it shouldn't really take that long. Very well. 
But then they do talk about Rob Roy right after that. I'm like, oh, Connery. Yep. yep his, Rob ears Roy. Per- his ears perked up for that. <laughs> they did. I was like, he was like, you'd strike me as a, a Rob Roy type. <laughs> what do you call him? They called him? He just called him Rob. That's right. He was like, I'm not Rob in this. He's like, no, like Rob Roy. <laughs> He's like, hmm. So instead of any technical deconstruction of comedy here, we are once again just reciting just all the reciting quotes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I feel mean, like for comedy things, we just like to get people amped to watch it themselves. Yeah, by maybe spoiling all the jokes in advance. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I know. Like, what else do you do with something like this? So I feel like it was just like a nice uh, breezy thing to do mm-hmm. because maybe partially because of scheduling reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, don't worry about that. That's not how the sausage is made. Yeah, it's you, just a you deflection. Don't, you don't have to think about this stuff, listener. That's not how the vegan sausage is made. Yeah, it's not how the faux sausage is made. The soy is in there. It's in there. But I don't know what else. I, I really like Emma in this. I think she's very charming. That's like I don't know. What, I don't think she's. Is she Steve's assistant? Like, is that what she is? Is she the one that comes and, like, visits them? Yeah. Because she, I guess so, because I think, because he has, like, a different assistant sometimes, like, in each. She's in, she's in all four. Uh, well, she, yeah, she gets, like, pregnant in one of them, right? Yeah, and then yeah. she's in, she's talk at least talks to him in Greece, but. I'm just thinking about the, the people all over the phone, which is someone else. Oh, those are his agents. Yeah, his, yeah. his American and his, uh, UK agent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are always fun when he talks to them and has to chew them out for <laughs> Just existing. <laughs> There's like a good amount of like a, a rational amount you could say of physical comedy in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's like just enough, but it's not like full Mr. Bean. <laughs> but um, just especially like when uh, I think it's in his dream. Yeah. Is it in his dream or is it real life at that point where uh, Steve Coogan's like it's like hey, are you Steve Coogan? Like I hear you're a cunt or something like that. <laughs> that's that's like, a what? dream. <laughs> okay. It's like who who said that? And he's just, and it's like Steven, Steven Coogan's dad says he's a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or he says Steven Coogan is a c word, and then it's like who said that? So says his dad. <laughs> it's okay, you can say it. British people say it all the time. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> it's a nasty word. I don't like that one. It's, it's much more normal in in the UK and, and Ireland. I know. Well, let's ask, let's ask Turin next week. Uh, he'll freely say it. He doesn't care. <laughs> Uh, there's yeah, a lot of just know. dream sequences in general. What do you think of his uh, of Coogan's dream sequences in these? I like them a lot. I do too. Uh, so the Ben Stiller one's really good because it's kind of yeah. the culmination of everything. I totally thought that part was you almost like Ben Stiller's his agent. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, no, this is a dream. I was like, oh yeah, it's Ben Stiller, just like straight from like Greenberg era. Like he yeah. has the same haircut and everything. And uh, what what does he say? It's like you're living a dream, Steve. It's all a dream. And then he wakes up. <laughs> living a dream, Steve. Uh, yeah, then we have the she was only fifteen years old in my notes. Let's. Let, I think that's a uh, like. What else is there really from the trip? Like the first one. I don't know. He he has sex with the photographer. And yeah, who he met like years ago and doesn't remember. Yeah, he doesn't remember. <laughs> they they just kind of it's the the trip is honestly them just like hanging out and like getting to know each other. And yeah, I, I really I I really like this one a lot because mm-hmm. it's like kind of a great like start. It's, you know, it's still in England. So yeah. It's kind of like a starter. It's like, <laughs> it's like the Shire, if you're speaking Middle Earth right. terms. There's there's a bit I think I like a lot in that where they're describing Northern England and Rob, Rob is from uh, Wales, he keeps saying. He's a Welshman. And <laughs> Steve Coogan says, the amount of culture in Northern England is just so immense. And, it, and then Rob's like, more than Wales. He's like, well, I'm not, I'm not saying it's more than Wales. I'm just, it's just different. He's like... <laughs> I think you were literally just told me it's like more than Wills. He's like, no, 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 you misheard me. <laughs> it's like he's being such a like know it all ass. 
<laughs> he's also just like, what do you think you'll be most remembered for? I, I can't remember which one this is from because it's like right. every single one. And he's like, my, my seven BAFTAs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fourth one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. I feel like he says it before that, though. Yeah, I know, oh, he had six he, BAFTAs. He, had six he got BAFTAs, another one. He right. picked up another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's in the Greece one where I think I'm, I'm remembering the joke where he says, what, what will you be most proud of? He's my seven BAFTAs. <laughs> and then Rob says, oh, my, probably me for me and my children. And then Steve's, and Steve's, oh, well, you have to say that. He's like, you have kids too. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I think now's a good time to flip over to sure trip to Italy. Yeah. Let's go to Italy. So we brought out this big sloppy plate of pasta and we're going to eat it on mic. Oh, 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 oh. I, I want to say really fast. There's something they do on the trip I thought what might be fun for us. We have to do each other's eulogy. <laughs> like rob is forced to do right now yeah right now uh, i'm dead tyler here lies connery and patrick hansen mm-hmm. um died of either do you know what a eulogy is you're <laughs> no. not my mortician no you're not. died of either nerds rope flatulation <laughs> or just enjoying his sherry a bit too much I like that I either die an alcoholic or I whip myself to death with candy. <laughs> Drank too much sherry and fell off his Seattle skyline apartment. <laughs> um, okay, so you finished the post-mortem of my death. <laughs> well, I don't know. What Do you, you know what a eulogy is? You just say good things about the person. Yes! Uh, recorded over 6,000 episodes of his hit podcast, The Franchise. It's true. The thing he was most known for. <laughs> <laughs> getting a consistent listen of uh, 30, 30, to 40. 30 to 40 his entire life, which coincidentally ended somewhere between 30 and 40. <laughs> oh my God, I died between 30 and 40? This is how eulogy sounds, right? No, I feel like you're writing my obituary. <laughs> What's the difference? I, I, I'm, I'm going to show you. Okay. Tyler Dennering was one of my closest and dearest friends. And now I hear overlooking this crowd of two or three people. <laughs> We're doing it over Zoom. <laughs> We're doing it over Zoom. COVID's long gone, but we get, we, this one we can just, just dial in. Yeah, we just, we've decided to phone this one in. <laughs> I, of course, am... Smartphone it in. I smartphone it in. I'm being held by a little robot man. Oh, wait, you are? I am, yes. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you should... I'm dead. You have the Palpatine. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in, I've installed that into my spine. <laughs> It hurts to talk, so we'll keep it brief. But you're wearing an uh, an excellent red undercloak. I, I look divine. Yeah. But anyway, after Tyler's corpse was finished speaking, <laughs> <laughs> which you also have on strings, you're just moving my <laughs> like mouth. Puppeting it. <laughs> Could you imagine the horrible sound of a dead man's teeth clinking against its upper jaw? <laughs> ah, Jacob, Jacob, horrible. Anyway. One of my good friends, we recorded so many episodes of the franchise together. We went on so many trips together. I met his lovely wife, Lily, who is still alive and has survived him. <laughs> in both senses of the word. Huh? Survived him both. Oh, she now I get it. And survived now I get it. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah, I was going to say, she must be a little relieved. <laughs> she must be a little relieved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, God bless his little soul. Survived by Lily and 12 wiener dogs. Lily <laughs> and 12 wiener dogs. Anyway, God bless his precious little soul. I hope he's looking up from purgatory and smiling. <laughs> and <laughs> looking up from purgatory and having a, a neutral face. <laughs> a neutral face, hanging out with all the unborn floating babies. 
Uh, this is the end of the eulogy. <laughs> it's not much better than the one you gave me, so I didn't try that hard at the end. Uh, here lies Connery Hansen. That's not a eulogy either. <laughs> you're just, you, you gotta do this. You just start it with something sweet. Not You're not writing my obituary. I hope he's smiling up from the, the train station that he's talking to Dumbledore at. <laughs> I like that we both play each other <laughs> downward. <laughs> But like in the purgatory, I guess that's state. also purgatory. Why? Yeah. What does Dumbledore even say in that scene? They're just like looking at each other, and oh. Dumbledore's like, "You're not really dead." He doesn't even fucking apologize to him. He really doesn't. He's like, oh, "I used a child as a tool for my own <laughs> gains, <laughs> yeah. for my own grudge, if essentially <laughs> grudge match." Albus v. Voldy. Albus v. Voldy. This summer, get tickets or suffer. Yeah, so. Although he may have committed some of the crimes of Grindelwald, <laughs> his good outweighed the bad. There you go. Uh, That's how I got to the King's Cross station in hell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. But due to his self-flagellation of nerds rope, he was able to get into heaven. <laughs> uh. <laughs> was that a good game? Yeah, it was great. Good. It's not a downer at all. <laughs> it's not a downer. Well, that's what these guys talk about a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's all bittersweet. Mm-hmm. From bittersweet to melancholy. <laughs> would you drink Hanna-Barbera wine? I would absolutely drink Hanna-Barbera wine. <laughs> Me too. I, I just immediately imagine it tastes like crayons. I don't know why. That's <laughs> <laughs> because they're cartoons. But like, car- cartoons aren't really drawn with crayons. No. But I just they just feel childhood. Yeah, I guess that it. It's that Fred, yeah. Fred Flintstone. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Hanna Barbera wine tastes like Fred Flintstone vitamins. Yeah, or like, Flintstone vitamins. If you had like me. a Snaggle Plus wine, what do you think it tastes like? Ooh, uh, kind of like Pinkberry. Yeah. You know? um, which, by the way, I did read the new one. Oh, have you, have you read that? Yeah, Exit Stage Left. Yeah, yeah, it's really good, right? Yeah, it is really good. <laughs> uh, it would taste like. Pink berries of some sort, mm-hmm. some like, like pa- cranberries, maybe. Yeah, passion fruit or something. Mm, that's good. Um, maybe a little sherry esque because he is kind of like he's fancy. Arts, he is fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, I think that's about it. That's oh. good. And uh, what else? There'd be a hippopotamus. What's the name? <laughs> Peter Potamus. Oh, Peter Potamus. Peter Potamus wine. Mm, what about Huckleberry mm. Hound wine? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, <laughs> that's better than hippo flavored <laughs> wine. <laughs> Hmm, what's another good one? Droopy dog. Ooh, droopy. That'd be <laughs> just good. tastes like dog spit or something. I just wanted to make a good wine. That's not what he sounds like at all, is it? Oh uh, yeah, it does. No. I'm just imagine I'm too sad to think of Droopy just drinking wine. <laughs> he becomes an alcoholic and is like, well, that's what happens to Huckleberry Hound in, in this exit stage left. Yeah. So Spoilers. Upsetting. Spoilers for the event of the season. Yeah, I think the again the event of four or five years ago. <laughs> just uh, just don't drink in wacky races, everybody. <laughs> yeah, don't drink in don't, wacky. Races. Don't mix the two. Anyway, let let's go for a trip to Italy. Trip to Italy. Second album syndrome. Don't they talk about that? Yeah, they they do. I think Rob brings up second album syndrome. It's like we did it once already. Is that going to be as good this time? I don't know. Because I think he's apprehensive about doing it again when uh, when Steve calls him. Yeah. Wait, what did you, you say? He's not as excited? Yeah, he's like apprehensive at first. Yeah, it's like, how do we top the first one? Which is pretty uh, uh, reflexive, mm-hmm. meta. Uh, but I don't know. They uh, they find good ways to make it sequely. Yeah. Like, especially since they're in Italy. 
they constantly have Godfather 2 dreams. <laughs> yeah, I'm do. like, well, this works out. We just covered that. I know, right? I thought it was really fun. I was just going, going hot for Godfather into this. I was like, oh, this is fun. They're making a lot of Godfather references. <clears throat> Up to the point where they, he just <laughs> redoes an entire scene with uh, when Robert De Niro goes back to Sicily to Don Ciccio. Right, like, They just yes. say the whole thing like verbatim, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, I'm Andalini and everything. And like, guts him. Guts Steve Coogan. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> Oh, no, the trip to Italy is Lannis Morissette. Oh, uh, okay, good. Because uh, he puts on, it's his wife's uh, tape or whatever. Mm, there you go. That makes sense. And it's like, oh, I feel like I missed a moment in my life. I need to, <laughs> and, uh, should I deep dive in Lannis Morissette now? Eh, nothing's stopping you. You're right. Absolutely nothing <laughs> is stopping me. But uh, oh, I like this part a lot where Steve's, Steve says to Rob's like Rob is <laughs> Rob is like too afraid or like scared to say poems in his own voice so he has to do it in somebody else's. I thought that was funny because that's all literally all he does. And this whole movie just made you want to learn poetry like really really bad just like spout off like they do like these really cool like poems. Yeah, I know. They just they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially Rob Brighton, like he just he, at least in the movie he's like, "Oh, Steve Coogan's like, did you spend all night reading, learning that? It's like, I mean, no. he probably already knew it, but like, it just seems like. Yeah, because like he's literally up late, it. like reading through like books or like something or like a poetry book or like memorizing something to say in Anthony Hopkins voice the next day. Yeah, I know. The Anthony Hopkins uh, voice is really good. It too. is. That's probably my favorite thing. Yeah, I don't think I can even do an Anthony Hopkins voice. It's like, uh, fava beans. <laughs> That's just like the go-to. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I try to think of something better. I'm trying to, like, I would love to do the monologue from Noah when he's just like, <laughs> they leave him. Have you seen Noah? Yes, I've, I've seen Noah. The angels <laughs> Oh, yeah, we monsters. talked about this. <laughs> and you were like, I loved him. I yeah, I, I, love, I love Noah. <laughs> <laughs> My people are going to think Christians are even crazier now. <laughs> like, you guys are like rock monsters? Well, I don't think you can get I, much. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's a never-ending story. It's fine. Yeah. But he's just, like, doing this whole monologue, gathering, like, weeds or something at the end. He's just like, oh, just leave me, and then just talks about stuff. And it's just, like, it's pretty wild. There's Anthony, you could learn Tony that. Hopkins. That could be one of the poems you learn. That's true. And just any, all of the lines from Thor. <laughs> yeah, all the lines from Thor. That's right. What's one of those he says in the Thor Ragnar's? Oh shit, or something like that, or fuck, or when he when it's actually Loki in disguise. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, classic Anthony Hopkins. Or I think poetry. he does say we we will cover this at some point, but I think mm. in like Transformers six or whatever, like the knights. Oh, he has that whole knights model. <laughs> something about the I haven't seen it, but I just know I'm pretty sure he says dude. He does say dude in that. Oh, yeah, you've seen does. it? No, but I remember a oh. clip of him saying dude, and that was a big deal. Stanley Tucci's also in it. Hmm. Is he in a bunch of Transformers movies? Speaking of trips to Italy, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, hey, yeah. Does he have a sidekick in that one, or is it just is just Stanley Tucci being like, this is what we're doing today? It's just Stanley Tucci, and then uh, he narrates, and then he eats like a bunch of pasta, and every time he eats something, he goes, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> he loves pasta a lot. That's great. <laughs> do, 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 do. There's just a lot of Godfather stuff. Yeah, there really is. They they do a lot of Godfather homage in this one. And my notes are I say, Emma, again, because I always liked when she came to visit with the photographer. Yeah, they're they're both always fun. Mm-hmm. And especially because uh, both of them keep coming back. Yeah. And the photo shoots get like more and more ridiculous each time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They do. 
Uh, yeah, they focus more on, on Rob Ryden in this in this movie because mm-hmm. it's like the sequel or whatever. It's yeah. like trying to give him a little bit more of a narrative, a uh, dramatic narrative arc mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But it just like doesn't work to quite the same way. No. It, it's it, a bit too much, too. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. And like he literally tells Emma in the end of this that like, oh, hey, I had an affair with a random boat girl. And she's like, I don't know what you want me to say to that. <laughs> yeah, she also says, like, oh, I'm a pregnant woman, like, I have my hormones are yeah. all over the place, I don't know. Like, it's, it's almost like an excuse to, like, not have an opinion or not give her actual opinion of, why'd you do that? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's, if you can have any excuse to not have an opinion, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. But that just bummed me out so much, I'm like, well, I guess this is, is a little bit more like Sideways now. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe they do too much like Sideways. Too much like Sideways. <laughs> like, I like a lot when Steve Coogan, like, he checks into the hotel or whatever. And like the the hostess or whatever, or um, yeah, the person working at the hotel. He's like, I like your uniform. It's like an air stewardess. And then she's like, Ha, huh, thanks. And then he walk, she walks away. He's just like talking to himself. He's like, eh, Dick. Like, <laughs> Dick. Like he's just like he's just like, Oh, that was a really stupid thing to say. Why is this do is this the one where they're like they just like literally check out like twenty something year old girls perpetually, and they're just like they don't even learn. They're not even looking at us anymore. It's like they they don't even care. Yeah, this one's a bit much like that. I'm yeah, like, mm, it's it's a little it's on the depending on who you are, you know. Like you'll have yeah. varying results with this. Like for me, it was like a little uh, a bit a bit much at point. It was like a little less fun. It's like haha, it's light chuckle, but then they keep going. Yeah, about it's like, it. I'm like, like all right, you I guys was, are old. Stop. Mm-hmm. Like, like if I was Grace and watched this, she'd immediately hate them both because she <laughs> has dealt with horrible. As I'm sure most women have dealt with lecherous older men just being like checking out twenty something old girls and be like. Yeah, man, I wish I was younger. Yeah, exactly. It's just like you're old. Like, yeah, you're just old. Stop. Get over it. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a bit much. Yeah, but I do think it's funny as soon as they're done talking about that. Steve Coon goes, but you know what? Do you find yourself attra- getting more attracted to older women as you grow older? And then Rob's like, yes, yes, like like a person would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess they're trying to play up like Steve Coogan's like, yeah. oh, I'm the I'm the celebrity one or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It just it obviously didn't vibe super well with either of us. No, we're both like, eh. I think even they do it again even in Greece and be like, oh, sirens. And I was like, at least they do a funny bit with it. Yeah, right. But they're even older, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't help. But also, again, but it's like, they're just not even on the radar. It's like, they're not even like hot older men. They're just old men. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that up to that point is kind of funny. It's just mm-hmm. like, he's like, when I was younger, I at least get like a, a, a slight glance or something. Yeah. It's like, no, no, nope. I'm just as harmless as anybody else. Like, yeah, okay, like maybe being harmless is a good it's thing. Harmless is good. <laughs> like, <laughs> harmless is good, Steve. Harmless is very good. <laughs> Toothless. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But it's, it's, I, it's just like a, a faux pas of a joke and otherwise very funny. Yeah, movie. there's some stuff that's dated throughout these things, even like the newer mm. ones. Yeah. But I'm like, ah, oh, they're like the, my funny older uncle. Yeah. I'll give this like, a slight pass. It's like your dumb old uncle is going to say something. You're like, eh, that's not really... That's not really like appropriate, but you know, it's not. It's not like get out of my life worthy or like I'm never watching this again worthy stuff. Yeah, like um, I, I think it's tripped it away, and then later on, one of the other ones, um, uh, Steve Coogan says like, "Oh, like you sound like you're deaf or something." It's like, mm, <laughs> come on, yeah. don't make deaf jokes. Like, yeah, right, just, he does do that. It's just, at the very least, is tacky. But there are a lot of other just really good stuff. Like Steve Coogan's like, <laughs> Rob Ryan's like, are you actually friends with Owen Wilson right. or whatever? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, well, I run with Owen Wilson. On the Owen Wilson running away from <laughs> you. Like, How do you know that? How do you, isn't that running away from you? You're running after Robert De Niro on the beach. Are you sure he's not just running for his life? <laughs> I just run for his life. 
Like, uh, that's a very good point. It it's is. like, yeah, we're friends. It's like, mm, he's trying to escape you. <laughs> he's trying to run away. Oh, they talk about Mary Shelley for a little bit, because I guess they visit her grave, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. Um, there's this uh, one podcast I listened to where um, they brought up her husband, like, having a... He was, like, a full-on drunk dash, like, I think, drug addict, too, but... There's a story that we supposedly saw his doppelganger right before the day he actually died. And Mary Shelley attests to this that she saw it too, but... You saw whose doppelganger? Her husband's doppelganger. Oh, but then he died, but then... He died the next day. It was like a foreboding sign of like your death. Supposedly, one, one of the things with doppelgangers is, one of the many different kinds of lore is, if you see your doppelganger, you're probably going to die really soon. So the day before I die, I'll, I'll have met Jay Muse. <laughs> Of Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, or Val Kilmer. Yeah, or at least Val Kilmer's son or something. Yeah. It just depends on where we son are of, Son of Kilmer. <laughs> son of... <laughs> Speaking of Shelley and Frankenstein. <laughs> son of Kilmer. Come, son of Kilmer. We have much to do. But let me ask you this. Where do you stand on Michael Buble? I like Michael Buble. He's oh, very good. Not his windpipe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I stand on his windpipe is what Steve Coogan says. It's like, Why? He's very good. <laughs> Stand on his windpipe. I was listening to, I was either listening to a podcast or this was on Twitter. I feel like it was on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologies for not remembering which one it, it is. Yeah. I guess I listened to too many. But they're talking about like gender swapped cr- uh, Christmas songs. Yeah. There's a Michael Bublé version of Santa Baby, I think. <laughs> yeah. But it's like called like Santa Man or something, like Santa <laughs> Dude or Santa Bro or something. <laughs> Santa, dude, Santa My Guy to like make it not romantic. Yeah. And it's just like you could just you could just flip it and oh, because I think it was in relation to a Weezer cover or something. Okay. Um and and they're saying like, oh, like Michael Bublé is just like going out of his way to not have like a like a a gay romance song or something. Oh, it's just like coward. Yeah, it's just like it's at a certain point where it's just like if you're gonna cover the song, just go just with it. That's it, yeah. totally fine. Like, and like it's Santa just, baby. It, it just like sounds, <laughs> sounds off it just comes off even weirder when you're like, Santa my guy, don't worry about it. Like Don't worry about it at all, my dude. I'm not gay. Yeah, I'm singing like, a song I'm heterosexual. It's clear. <laughs> You don't need to bring it up. Like no. it just makes things more awkward. It's like yeah. if you're gonna but cover you the song, what? just go for it. I Same think that's season. a net positive, probably. Probably. Then it's better than being awkward, I guess. But it, it is better I than rewriting a whole song to be well, Santa my saying. dude. If you're gonna put yourself in that territory, yeah. You might as well just do it. That's the better option if yeah. you're going to do it, mm-hmm. I feel. But that's just one opinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm not the definitive uh Michael Buble Santa Claus <laughs> song cover person. Mm. Well, we'll get in contact with his agent and we'll ask what were the options here and why go Santa, my dude. We'll at least ask Josh Groban, who has oh. no relation. <laughs> I wish I was friends with Josh Groban. Could you imagine if Josh Groban was on the franchise, Tyler? Uh, Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> my eighth, my ninth, tenth, eleventh, my tenth grade <laughs> English teacher was like obsessed with Josh Groban. Oh, well, so you listened to You Raise Me Up how many times? Uh, not enough. I, that song, that song was that was like the running thing. Yeah, but yeah, she was she had a big crush on Josh Groban. Oh wow, I have. This his... was also like 2010 or something. Well, he was at its height. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I I still have his Christmas album that I listened to it in Christmas time. I thought you said Charisma album. I have his Charisma album, and it gives me a plus one bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in your headphones when you're 
playing a a uh, halfling. When I'm playing a D&D. halfling uh, bard, I put on my Josh Groban hat. <laughs> That's one of the things I want to be if I ever play a D&D. I'm going to be like some kind of bard because I've never been a bard, but I want to be like a really intense like bar crooner. Like That's my thing. Just be like, hey, everybody. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, just be drunk the entire time. That's uh. That I was almost going to be a bard when I played D&D with you guys like yeah. a couple years ago, and then I boned out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's when Joe is a deeming Pathfinder. Like all good things. Yeah. Well, I, I know. just usually bail. <laughs> I feel like you're better now. Sure. <laughs> I'm here today. You've been we here consistently. We haven't missed an episode. No, never. And we had contingencies just in case. Anyways, come, Quat. It's time to go. <laughs> come, Quat. Time to go. Come, come, Mr. Bond. What else? We got Buble. We got... I don't know. We covered so much ground. We, we covered really so many of the jokes that other people wrote and performed. <laughs> we made some of our own. But hey, what are podcasts about other than to like, say something back not as funny as the original content? All yeah. the Jude Law stuff. I also Law's wrote down, he's got that really young, bald look. <laughs> yeah, because that's funny. It's like a diss, and it's like a half compliment. You <laughs> yeah. Know? He's got that really young, bald look. <laughs> Speaking as a man who lost all of his hair at 23, 24 years old. I do really like the Bane bit. <laughs> the Bane bit is good. Oh, uh, yes, Mr. <laughs> Batman. Yeah, where, where, where are we? I, I, I feel like we really did a good job. I mean, we covered, in, I think the whole thing through, through Line in Italy is Rob's infidelity quest line. And yeah, and it's kind of unsatisfactory. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's just bleh. He just wakes up, he's like, oh, God. Yeah, he's like, I made a big mistake. But I do like at least that he brings it up to like their friend, Tamo yeah, or whatever. It's yeah. like even though there's not really a resolution, and she's mm-hmm. like more open minded about it, and it's just like, obviously, it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like nice that he's able to at least bring it up, and they can have a conversation about it. Yeah. But uh, I just wanted the resolution. Good, like, don't... never tell your wife. <laughs> Is that how she says? Well, it's good that it's not like a Godfather like moment like right? that. It's just like I would feel like you would tell us. It seems like they tell each other everything, but like I, I still think that they wanted to give him some drama. It didn't sit well, and yeah. so they just erased it from the it's playing like kind field. Kind of retconned, yeah. Um, but that's one thing that um, that both of these movies and like later on too. It's like I feel like it just kind of keeps growing mm-hmm. per movie too. Is that like basically no matter if you go on a trip or anything like that, mm-hmm. like you're on vacation even if you're working yeah and you still have this life that you go back to mm-hmm. and you'll always have to deal with that when it's, you go back to it yeah that theme is very prevalent in three and four yeah and in in this one too but not as much mm-hmm. but it's like with uh rob Brydon's like infidelity infidelity and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's just like and some stuff with steve coogan too it's like yeah you're still gonna have to go home and like figure out what that is and how it intertwines and stuff too like with steve coogan and yeah because his, his, his son comes to visit yeah, his son comes to visit, and, like, his ex, or his girlfriend, or whatever, that they're, like, separated. Mm-hmm. He's, like, still dealing with that. So, yeah. it's nice to break it up that way, but it's, like, here's the vacation, like, fun stuff, and then here's, like, the real-life stuff that's not mm-hmm. as fun. So, and then he's also just dealing with his manager dropping him and stuff right. like that. That's so. right, yeah. His manager drops him in this one. Yeah, but he always finds his footing. Like, God God bless him. <laughs> but, you know what? I think that's good. I think that's a good talk about both both of these trips. Um, yeah, it does. It ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, this one like is probably the most cliffhangery. Mm-hmm. But uh, sorry, I got I got one no, more. Shoot, bro. Uh, just <laughs> when Rob Ryan's talking about the chorizo. Uh, wait, no, is that Spain? I think that's Spain. Where he okay, says like, it's my gr- the grandmother's chorizo. <laughs> I wrote my notes in the wrong spot. <laughs> Never mind. Don't talk about that one. Don't talk about the chorizo. Chorizo. 
the Cheeto. Do you have any other game to play before we uh, before we exit? Uh, Stage no, left. I, I feel so stupid. I, I, I got I got I got so excited. I got so excited when I saw the eulogy game that I just wanted to do it immediately. So that's okay. They're both they were both really great eulogies. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> pessimistic. What was it? It, melancholy bittersweet Mel- Bitter, bittersweet's a fun one because we we're talking about our deaths uh maybe passive aggressive might be in there you're saying i died in my 30s or 40s <laughs> well i don't even know that's <laughs> passive aggressive it's just morbid and Mor- morbid uh, yeah, you know morbid. You, you say things a bunch to actualize things but yeah. like um please don't actualize my death at 30 <laughs> to 40 that, that's what i'm saying like if you do it to yourself you're actualizing it but i feel mm-hmm. like maybe there's some sort of like that's is that a thing like in terms of like magic or anything like or just if you say it out loud it won't happen um i think it's saying out loud it will happen kind of thing but i feel like that's i don't know if i agree with that yeah because it's like where i don't know where that comes from but it's like okay that just like encourages you to keep things inside mm. and it's more so about thinking about things because if you're thinking about things that's internal but the point is you say good things out loud. So you're like, I want I want this job or like I want to be with this person for a long time or I really want a PS5. <laughs> and so That maybe, will not happen either way. Or yeah, exactly. Or like I'm a like I'm I'm a good person. You will hopefully re- be a good person, not I'm like I'm a good person, shouted Kevin Spacey into the void. <laughs> I was about to say hopefully you're not a bad person trying to reaffirm that you're a good person to yourself in the twilight. People who shout I'm a good person usually aren't i'm a nice guy okay (laughs) nice guy i'm not mean to anyone i don't talk about people much younger than me from a different table constantly um constantly (laughs) any any i understand what you're saying yes i feel like if you joke about things it wards them off that's the actual fears of it i like that that's good it's it's the what's the word It's, it's that dark dark comedy kind of thing where you make fun of it so much that it can't hurt you. Yeah, and I feel like the comedy gets darker and darker <laughs> through this series. And Wes, we'll yeah. find out next week mm-hmm. with our guest. How are we going? Turn O'Neill. Oh, my God. It's Turn. He loves the Brits so much. <laughs> I know. I, I did message him. I'm like, hey, do you like the trip? Uh, my dude. Because my first impulse was, do we know any British people? <laughs> the answer is no. No. Turn likes Rob Brydon a lot, at least. So, oh, there you go, uh, great. And he he likes the movies and everything. So, oh, because he's a Welshman and not not a Brit. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as we do, we love to talk about people when they're not in the room. He's gonna make. He's like, oh, fucking Coogan. <laughs> I was, I was he's Australian. Australian. Yeah. <laughs> I went Kano. Yeah. Ah, fucking Coogan. <laughs> Turin's like, I've got a fucking laser. <laughs> Turin would have laser eyes. Many of our friends. <laughs> sure. You don't think it's like Mortal Kombat power manifests as lasers? Yeah, I think that's right. We'll ask him next yeah. week. We'll find out. His arcana. <laughs> good old arcanas. Love it. Gotta love it. Well, I guess we'll end it there. Yeah, sounds good. Good time to end as any. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully there's enough insight that we put into this and not just repeating the lines over and over. But hey, that's got another one in the can. <laughs> we made it through another week, everybody. We're just like, it's... It's here. What do you want from us? Look, we just did The Godfather. We're going to do another like pretty serious series after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to... trying to. This, I feel like variety is the uh, spice of life. Exactly. What a wonderful sentiment for this uh, movie series as well. Yeah, it's the kumquat of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kumquat of life. 
So don't forget to pick up your radical skedaddle bangs at your local 7-Eleven. Hey, see, double, double sponsor. And remember, 7-Eleven and, and bang. And remember, if you've sinned twice in a day, flagellate yourself with the nerd's rope. If you sin twice a day? Twice a day. If you watch um, The Da Vinci Code twice a day. Remember, there's a safer option, a stickier option. Oh, don't don't hurt yourself, anybody. No, 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 come on. This is a disgusting candy joke. Also, don't eat Nerds Rope. I mean, maybe eat Nerds, Nerds, Nerds Rope. Nerds Rope is fine. Sponsored by Nerds Rope. I want to get sponsored by some candy that was like... Are Nerds Rope still around? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. We'll look into it. We'll come back next week. Um, We've noticed some friends have <laughs> messaged us about corrections on errors that we make. Oh, so really? I, I'm considering um making like a corrections... Maybe not a whole episode, but like a corrections like little the corrections, segment. So yeah, the corrections files. Do we have so. a correction file right now? Um, yes, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I've never done anything wrong because I can't remember. Who keeps correcting us? <laughs> yeah, just call out front. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, but I'll follow. I'll have to follow up next episode to see if Nerd's Rope is still around. Mm, okay, good. And whether if there was ever a, there's a knockoff of nerds called Weirds oh, that I used to get at the Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to find out if there were there was Weirds rope or like I don't know, what's um, analogous to rope? Weirds cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, thanks. All right, what do you have to plug, Connor? If you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role playing games, you'll probably enjoy Starship Impala. It is Galaxy Mastered by myself and also our good buddy of the franchise, Joseph Horn. For all your sci-fi adventuring needs, you can find it on SoundCloud or Apple Podcast listening apps. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Follow me on Instagram at Tiami Vice, and especially uh, recently I have posted some photos with uh, my friend Phoebe. She made these really awesome kimonos uh, representing like the Japanese-American internment camps mm-hmm. uh, during World War II. Uh, They're just beautiful. For like a, a project that she's done, and they're like really amazing. I did photos for them at Manzanar and everything to really just bring the temperature of this episode down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been posting those and go check out her page, My Family History Future. That's her project with these. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll put that in the show notes so it's easier to find. Hell yeah. Uh, please go follow her. She definitely deserves it. She's an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. And follow us on Franchise Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. I'm making videos now. <laughs> They're good. You just put out your uh, the Godfather one. They're so good. They are. Top I put two. up a Clemenza cam. Hopefully, at this point, I'll have put up that King Kong one I promised is last there, episode that is, I didn't do. Yeah, is there a robot that in the beginning that says like Clemenza fan cam? Yeah, it goes. Yeah, it's like those. It's the text to voice thing. So it's just yeah. like Clemenza cam. <laughs> it's like Clemenza cam. Like, but it's up! Uh, I put it as one word first, and it just went Clemenzacum. And I'm like, <laughs> so I had to put a space there. No. Clemenzacum quat. Clemenzacum quat. So thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. And until next time, how does this happen every single time? <laughs> I, I'm expecting you one day to be like prepared and like just because you know it's coming at the end of every episode. I think that's what the hubris of this whole thing is. <laughs> Maybe it's not hubris, it's defiance. I feel like we've shown, it's like a mental block that I'm just doing it intentionally. <laughs> yeah. To self-sabotage. I mean, that sounds familiar. Like, do you uh, think this part is funny that I have to cut it out every time? <laughs> wait, do you cut it out every time? I cut out you going, wait a second, wait a second, wait, 
uh, and then I wait until you actually do you repeat yourself and go and until next time keep this in sure and until next time we didn't talk about the whole Michael Mann subplot ah but we'll be in a Michael Mann movie one day the two of us was that I want to be in films I want to be in good films and until next time goodbye everybody goodbye everybody